First of all, I personally realized that health is so important. When my mom passed away when I was 19, I thought it was all in my head. And a lot of it is mindset, because that's what I was learning in, in the whole business game, that everything is mindset. And so, you know, just coming into Cooperstown and realizing that there's a lot more that I could be doing for my health, that gave me even more evidence and, and more proof that our visions are aligned. Welcome to the Miracle Academy. This is your host, Scotty Cooper. And this is where miracles are expected. Welcome to the Miracle Academy podcast. This is your host, Scotty Cooper. Today, I've got one of my really good friends, Charlie Live. Charlie is, an, is my agent with the iLegends team. So he's one of the guys that's been behind the camera for every single podcast episode. He's the one that helps uh, facilitate everything, and he's the one that's really helping me create more of an omnipresence with Cooperstown Chiropractic and, and with our brand and being able to, to bring this to more people. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Yeah. I think um, the things that you know stick out to me is like where you're at in your life and for the age you're at, I think it's it like doesn't doesn't equate a lot of times. Like, you know, when, when people meet you, they're like they don't realize like how old you are based on the fact how much you've been able to accomplish and the way you speak and act. It's mind boggling to me. <laughs> but um, I think it's it's been really fun to have you as part of the team because I think you've you brought so much value to us and, and done so many amazing things. But I think one of the things I wanna I wanna hear about too is kind of your story and how you got started and how everything's progressed for you in your life. Yeah, definitely. Great question. Again, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so grateful to be a part of the mission of everything that Cooperstown is doing. We're helping so many lives and the first part of living a holistic life is your health. That's something I realized very early on is that for me to be in optimal states of mind and spirit, my body's got to be there with it too. We're, we're called a, a oneness, like a being, right? Not just three separate beings. So I just wanted to say that. Going back to my, my story, my mom was a shaman. So for those of you who don't know like what a shaman is, it is pretty much they were the information uh, seekers of the native tribes and everything. So when the tribe was looking to decide where they wanted to go next, are we gonna move our village up here? Are we gonna go over here? Like what's gonna be the best route uh, for our civilization? And what they would do is they'd actually look seven generations in advance, looking really, you know, taking in account what the future generations would be experiencing. So the shaman is, is also a healer working with energy. So my mom spent her whole life studying energy and, and what it is, right? So growing up, uh, my parents divorced and, and at least how I remember my childhood, so I was very frustrated. Like I was very angry because I, you know, I had come into this world, I had so much love for my mom and my dad. Um, and I remember, you know, like seeing them fight for the first time. And I, I was like, what is this? Like I never experienced this, but I just like, I felt their energy, you know? And so they split and for a while, like I just had this, this anger, almost like on the dark side. Like, I was drawing my, my energy from, from anger and you know, I would take it out on my classmates. Like I would have been expelled many times if I hadn't been going to school I was going to, which was a Waldorf school. And so in Waldorf school, I didn't get homework to like the third grade. It was very just like natural and just how do you interact with other humans? Stuff like you do baking in classes, you just do group like community things. And so a lot less focused on digest, digest, digest information and more like expand your being. So I, I definitely feel that Waldorf education played a, a big part of my upcoming. And so, you know, as I was, you know, expressing all this, all this anger and so much confusion, um, my mom was one who stepped in and really, really helped me. And being a shaman and working with all the people that she worked with, she helped me do these, these exercises, things where I would like blow my emotions into stones, which didn't make sense to me. And I was like, mom, what do you mean? Like, uh, I was like, wait, 
if I blow my, my sad emotion into the stone, is this, is the stone going to be sad? Like, I don't want to hurt the stone, you know what I mean? But it was, it was such a, such a great exercise. And that was just like one example of what she shared with me. And so later on, I moved over to San Diego with, to live with my dad. And we had just moved from Northern California, which is like up in the Lake Tahoe area, super low key town. Like you kind of know everybody there. Everyone's like very consciously aware. I think from compared to like a lot of different places. So coming to San Diego was a big change. I saw palm trees for the first time. You know, I got to see the city, a lot of people moving and I really, really liked it. And so we moved around for a bit. I started going to like public schools. I remember going to my first public school I mean, in Waldorf, we had learned cursive. So I was like writing out this cursive and I went to the, the first school, first public school that I went to and they kept telling me to, to speed up my writing. And so over the years, I like, just got sloppier and sloppier. And you see my handwriting now, I look like a doctor, you know? But I, I just thought that was interesting because like I had learned at a very young age that how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? And so I, I always put my attention into the detail and really expressed my own greatness in, in everything I did. Right? That's what I strived for. So after you know going to school and doing all these different things, I had so many things that I, I wanted to do I was looking at like being an engineer and all these different things. What it really came down to though, and I remember this very clearly, which is weird, is that in, in preschool at this Waldorf school, my teacher had asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, I wanted to be a teacher. And immediately after that, I was like, no, I'm not gonna be a teacher because I had these big aspirations. Like I wanted financial abundance. I wanted to do a lot of these different things, right? And I was like, teachers don't make that much money. So I shut it off in my mind, right? And it wasn't until I started to realize the power and the tools that we have access to in our age today, tools like social media, like Instagram, like Google, that you have infinite access to knowledge and that you can share and that you can teach other people using these tools. And there's other ways to make money doing that. So once I realized that, I, I started down the path of finding my own knowledge. And I was in high school when I started really this entrepreneurship. So when I was 15, my family moved on to a boat. Uh, so they lived on a boat. It's like off on the mooring. So in order to get onto the boat, you know, you got to row in. Uh, and, you know, when it's raining and stuff, you're like rowing into the beach and everything. And it's like, it's pretty intense, right? You don't have uh, access to electricity all the time, access to hot water. Those are things that you turn on the engine for, right? The engine runs and then it kind of heats up the boat, does all these different things. So for me, I, I was pursuing music as a career because my brother's uh, a sign musician as well um, for Visionary Music Group, uh, which is Logic's record label, which is one of my favorite artists as a kid. Uh, so I thought that was super cool. And so I was pursuing music and in order to have all this equipment, you know, I had to have electricity and I had to have hot water and everything, right? So I ended up moving into my friend's garage when I was 15 and I just started living out of there. I started working. I got a motorcycle when I was 15 as well. Um, which I convinced my dad into, you know, just, which is sales, you know, everything is sales, right? Literally everything you do is, is, uh, is sales. So I convinced my dad into letting me get a motorcycle. I got one and I was just riding it around. I was having so much fun. Right. And he said, you know, like you have to, you have to get a job. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever, you know, just kept riding my motorcycle. And then it came to the point where he was like, all right, give me your keys. Like you have to get a job. So my dad told me to get a job. What I did is I went to all the hotels on the strip that our boat was staying at. And I went in and, you know, put on a nice dress suit and asked for interviews, right? And I was like, hey, like, I noticed you guys' uh, carts outside. They look, they look ugly and they're not really painted. I could go out there and paint it and, like, restore it for you, right? Like, I wanted to come up with innovative ways to do things. So, long story short, my dad told me to get a job. I got three. So, when I was, <laughs> when I was 15, I was going to, uh, and, and later on into 16 and, and a little bit into 17 as well, I was working three jobs and attending a full-time high school. So, I was working at Subway which was an amazing experience. It was just super quick, like human interaction. I got to learn 
uh, how to connect with people, how to match different vibrations, you know, how to make people feel good and make a positive experience out of, out of buying something. So I did that. I cleaned boats as well. So I would go on, uh, you know, they would get yachts and I'd come in and just like wash them up. And then I also did uh, some, some volunteering for like a kid's school. I've always loved kids and like working with kids. And so I started doing all these different things and attending this, this full-time high school. And I had straight A's my whole life because I had been programmed in the beginning that if you want to be successful, you go to college, right? So I was like, in my mind, it's like, okay, so I'm going to be successful in this environment so I can be successful in the next. So I was like, school is the environment I'm going to thrive in. So I always went for these straight A's and it wasn't until I realized, which is actually really funny because I had a meeting with my college counselor and he comes to me and he goes, you know, you don't really have to go to college, right? And I'm like, coming from a college counselor, like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, but it's the first person who said it to me, right? And I appreciate that greatly because once I thought about that, I was like, well, what if there's another way to get access to the information that I want to get access to without the extra information that I don't, I don't really need necessarily, right? That's not crucial to my mission. Um, and I really wanted to spearhead this. So he just let me know that. And I also realized like I can build my own environment. Like the reason I'd want to go to a school like Harvard or Berkeley is because the environment is because so many people around you are successful and your environment creates you, you know? And I realized that I could create my own environment. It would just be hard. I'd have to put myself in uncomfortable positions. So what happened is that I ended up dropping out of high school towards my senior year. I moved out to uh, Phoenix with my mentor, Marco the Champion, and I went full into sales. The funny thing about dropping out was that in my mind, I was, I was committed to finishing. I was like, this is something I absolutely want to do. And I had moved out to Phoenix my, towards the end of like the sophomore year or junior year. And it pretty much just happened where I went to Phoenix and in order for me to enroll into a school where I could take my classes online like I was doing back in San Diego, I had to go to a public school for like like six months. And I was only there for six months, right? Mm -hmm. So it just, it like, it didn't line up and I just took the path of least resistance there and fully dedicated myself to my mission. And that's, that's how I grew. Since then, you know, I've just been learning from extremely successful people, surrounding myself with, with positive environments, every morning deciding like what kind of day I want to have, writing it down, and really just working to manifest it, taking care of my mind, body, and spirit. And this is just this is just the start of the journey. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. So what is what is your mission? Yeah. So my mission, and and I think of it in so many different ways. White. Right? Uh, so so many different ways to simplify it, though. The mission that I'm on right now is I want to help as many people as possible. Looking at the current state of the world, it's hard, and at the rate that we're going, like a lot of people are suffering and are going to be in pain. And if you know, unless we do something about it. So my mission is bringing light and awareness, which awareness is just light to as many people as possible in many different fields. So whether it's health, whether it's mindset, whether it's realizing uh, the power that you have, there's, at least from, from my point of view, uh, there's a system that wants the opposite for you, that wants to keep feeding off your energy, right? That wants to keep you uh, in this box. And when we break out of that box, and when we even realize that there's a life outside of the box, is when we can really start to uh, create our lives and experience more love. And so I feel like my mission is just bringing more more awareness to, to love, which is ultimately spreading the light, which is uh, this oneness that we call uh, God or the infinite intelligence of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I, I think everyone's mission in itself is, is to progress and grow, and, and I take part in that too. So I just look at helping the right people that are gonna help so many more people grow. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you see our mission align with the mission that, that you have? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, first of all, I've personally realized that health is so important. When my mom passed away when I was 19, 
I thought it was all in my head, right? And a lot of it is mindset because that's what I was learning in, in the whole business game that everything is mindset. And so, you know, just coming into Cooperstown and realizing that there's a lot more that I could be doing for my health, like that gave me even more evidence and, and more proof that our missions are aligned. When, when it first started out though, I knew what you guys were doing is to help other people. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. That's what my mission is. And when I'm able to help people like you make podcasts like this and share the stories of the miracles that you guys are already performing, that is the easiest way to impact. Like I always look at it like I could have one conversation with someone and I could have an impact on that one person's life. Or I could have one conversation, record that conversation, post it on YouTube, get 100,000 views and impact 100,000 people, right? Mm -hmm. Or I could help one person that does that and help millions of other people that way. So yeah, going back to the question, like it's, it's light expansion, like it's love, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's, that's where we really align is because we want to see that for, for the world and for everybody here. Yeah. yeah. How have you seen that, that light or love enter your life with being a, a, a practice member here as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so when, when my mom passed, like I, I did what you refer to as like swallowing the grenade. And so in this, there was this period where I lived in this like uh, suspension of fear where like, I was like, oh no, I'm good. Like I just, cause I did what I always did is I looked at the positive situation and everything. So I was like, just constantly looking at the positive deep down. I was like, something's going to explode. Right. <laughs> and, and that scared me. And, and that is, if you know, we read outwitting the devil, which is an extremely good book. When that seed is planted of fear, there's more opportunity for other fears to come inside. Right. And that's when you get kind of put in this cage and when your higher self, your, your light being is being kind of su suppressed because this darkness is clouding it of fear. So I was I was in this state for, uh, you know, like eight months where I was just anticipating this explosion. And through that, like, I wanted to get away from the people that I loved most, the people that were there to support me. I and mean, I wanted to like seclude myself. And it wasn't until I realized that that's what the opposition of the light or what some people would call the devil wants me to do, right? It wants me to seclude myself. So just realizing that the people that I love are the people that are gonna help me you know, get through this and help me progress and become the truest version of myself. That's that's when I really knew that like I had to go through it and count on the people uh, that were around me. And so, you know, it's no doubt in my mind that my mom had had something to do with with us connecting. When we first got on the phone, I was visiting my grandma in Texas, and uh, I was actually in a car at a at a gas station, and it was raining. It was raining so loud that I, I you know, it was, it was like hard to hear. And so. You know, no doubt that the timing of that aligned us together. And so, um, you know, just coming into Cooperstown and getting that kind of care, I know has expanded my own ability to see the love within myself, which has been super important because, you know, the more love you have for yourself, the more you're able to expand it to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think is the difference like between before you were here and then after now that you're here more regularly? Yeah. What would you, how would you describe those two different people? Definitely. That's a great question. So I think when I first came here, I was like this kid in a way where like it was this huge innocence, right? Um, where I was just like, everything is golden. Everything is great. And I didn't really have an acceptance or an awareness of some of the, some of the, the darker parts of myself that, that needed attention. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll just ignore them and focus my energy on the light, um, on the positive things. And so I'd say the biggest difference for me then and me now is the amount of love I have for myself. Like ultimately, it's the amount of ten attention I've given to myself, the confidence and the lack of fear that I've had going into the parts of myself that I felt like I had feared most. 
Um, I, I think that's the, been the biggest change because I know that if other people are making miracles happen in their life that you know aren't nearly as as crazy as what I'm going through, I can make it happen too. Nice. Yeah. So obviously you've got to watch every podcast firsthand behind yeah. the camera. What are some of the coolest miracles that you've either seen or heard about just from being in the office at Cooperstown that have really inspired you? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, a lot of them are, a lot of people come in here without hope, right? I think that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of the world is telling them that, hey, this is the way it is. You're not going to be able to heal. And especially when you're diagnosed with something that is, that's life-threatening or a loved one is, that can be really scary. And when someone says there's no hope for you or there's no opportunity for improvement, I can't imagine what what that would be like, right, to accept that. So what I've seen in here a lot is people come in with that kind of mindset. They come in with that kind of belief because that's what they've been told. And you guys are over here saying, hey, don't listen to any of that. There's a, there's a potential for you to, to experience love and light and to heal from this and to improve your circumstance. Right? And I just think that's not what a lot of people hear. Um, and it comes in many different fields, right? You guys work with athletes who are looking to optimize their performance, who have injuries. Um, people who get you know life-threatening diseases that doctors say they they can't heal from, and just realizing that the power has the body to heal itself, uh, I think has been the most revolutionary accepted idea that's improving a lot of people's lives. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, how have you seen like your physical health improve since being here too? Yeah, so much. So my posture has been one of my my biggest you know downfeats, right? Yeah. Um, so I've noticed that's been straightening up. Like when I came in, my eyes were a little discolored. I like the, the foods that I was eating like wasn't on point. And you know, realizing that like what you put into your body is what's going up into your mind. Making sure that I'm that I'm taking care of all that, and you guys have been extremely helpful with that. Cool. Yeah. So what's um, either like a piece of knowledge or something that you would want to share with the people watching this right now? What's Definitely. like another thing that that you think yeah. changed your life a lot that could help change a lot of others? Definitely, yeah. Is that there's more love around you than you can possibly imagine. I think that's simply what it comes down to, right? Like a lot of the times we focus on these small things that don't really matter and that aren't really contributing to our life. And the opposition of like wants you to focus on those kinds of things when the truth is that like, everything is, is love around you. Like we have such a blessing to be here at this specific time in, in history with the access of tools that we have access to. And when we experience success and we experience abundance and we're experiencing all these good things in our lives, it becomes our obligation as at least how I feel to share that with others. You know, just looking at it from the standpoint of a tribe is that like we we're all one, right? So when like, how can I be happy and successful when, when my brothers and sisters are struggling, you know? Um, so just realizing that like, if you have experienced abundance and success in your life, that it's your obligation to share that. And especially with the tools that we have access to, there's, there's no excuse. Like we have infinite power to get our message out to hundreds of thousands, to millions of people and share what we've been through so that they don't have to go through the same thing and they can accelerate their learning curve. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I've seen that with your kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Like you kind of mentioned, like, you know, you went to the hotels and you're like, hey, you have this card out here that yeah. doesn't look very good. I can fix it for you. But it comes from a place, I think for you especially, it's like always comes from a place of love and it's like genuine, like I want to help this person. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I think, you know, when I first talked to you and met you, that that was something that was like, it was very apparent. It was like, okay, this guy, like he really actually cares about my mission and wants to wants to help us. Yeah. Like he, I could, I could feel the genuineness. I think that that was something that, took me like the first time I talked to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's my biggest uh, my biggest why is like, why else would I be here if it wasn't 
to help other people, right? right. Like what, what else would my, my life be in purpose for? So I, 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 I live in service and I know that the best way for me to experience what I want to experience is to help other people get that same thing for themselves, right? <laughs> the more light that I, I'm putting out to the universe, the more fulfilled I feel as a person, right? And that's, you know, that's a lot of where I, I derive my, my sense of value, my sense of purpose is, is my ability to help others. Um, so I think that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I am super appreciative and grateful for all the things you do for us. And I think it's, um, it's cool because like, you know, we, we're in our meetings and I can really tell like from, from the beginning, like I knew we spoke the same language. It was mm -hmm. like, it was real. It was like, he, he wants to help. He yeah. wants to bring this to more people. And it's, it's obvious too that like, it's impactful for you because you actually became a practice member too. Yeah. You're like, like, okay, I keep seeing all these things. I want this. I want this. Yeah. yeah. It's the best. And so like that showed me, it was like, no, he, you really are serious about the things you talk about. And yeah, I love that. So yeah, cool. Is there anything else you'd like to share with all the people that are watching this? Only my, my final statement would be that you are greater than you think, right? Like everyone has this unlimited potential. And we're, we're like tricked into thinking that we don't have it or to thinking that we're limited, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. Like we don't even know what humans are fully capable of yet. That's what I'm super excited to find out, right? I, I think that in these next five to 10 years, we're gonna see more progression than our parents have seen in the last 50 to 100 years. So just strap in, get ready for it. Use everything that you have access to, leverage your environment, leverage your relationships and connections and uh, make a positive impact. Awesome. Yeah. So for people that were super inspired and want to want to see more of you on social media, how do they find you? Definitely. So you can uh, hit me up on Instagram at the Charlie Live. Um, I, I provide a lot of tips on, you know, how to grow your social media, how to grow your reputation um, and how to maximize your impact like we're doing here with Scotty. So I'm happy to help any of you guys out. Um, yeah. So that's my Instagram. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the Miracle Academy podcast. Yeah. It's really fun. Dude, thank so, you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Awesome. So my name is Scotty Cooper. I'm the host. This is the Miracle Academy podcast, and this is where miracles are expected. Thank you so much.